Hey guys, welcome back to the Apostolic Spark. Today we are going to be sitting down with Josh and Tia Ritter, and we're going to be talking about why Bible college is worth it. If you haven't checked out our other episodes, you can check them out on iTunes, Spotify, Red Circle, and also our website. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. So welcome back. Um, it's been a while since we've had an episode. Yeah, it's um, been a while. So as Tyler said in the intro, we have Josh and we have Tia here. What's so, up? Hey. Fire. That was right on point. <laughs> so anything uh, amazing happened today? Uh, Special? Bizarre? Not really. Pretty normal day, I would say. Yeah. Just, just vibing? Yeah, just vibing. Yeah. Just chilling. I mean... Uh, type A got cut off by a Dodge Challenger on the way here. Bro, that man was flying. Are you guys in the car together? No, no, no. We were on our way back from Toledo from getting his car, and this Dodge Challenger just, like, cut him off but, like, rode my bumper. Yep. Because we were going convoy style, and then I had to just gun it while we were going on the, uh, ramp. It was kind of crazy. Wow. It was fun. Wild. Nah, it's not that wild. I didn't mind it. I was going to test the guy's insurance, but I... (laughs) It's not my car, so... Let's go. But anyways, so... As I said in the intro, we're going to be talking about, is Bible college worth it? But the real question that I have for both of you guys is, what made you guys decide to go to Bible college? Want to go first? You can go first. Um, It wasn't necessarily like one specific thing, I would say. Um, I grew up in a household where like my grandpa was my pastor, um, but my grandparents on my mom's side were also really involved in ministry as well um and my grandma Ritter was she loved IBC and she always had like their um their music playing when we would be swimming out in the summer she'd have her boom box with the CDs in and stuff and uh one time um IBC Praise was traveling and they, they came to the church in Toledo first apostolic mm-hmm. and um, we got the opportunity to go to the service and that was actually the night I was like I really want to go to IBC and I want to be a part of IBC praise and I want to experience all of that and just you know use my talent for God um, so I would say that was maybe maybe one of the de- like determining factors and like getting to see IBC sing live and stuff like that mm-hmm. but I kind of always grew up kind of wanting to go so that's yeah. kind of my background with that so I didn't want to go to Bible college um, I grew up listening to IBC I went to Calvary for conferences mm-hmm. conventions all that good stuff and never really had a desire to go um, but the summer of 2015 I was in a really really dark place spiritually Mm -hmm. just in my life in general I was going through a lot and I was getting involved with a lot of crazy things and um one night I was praying and I was so desperate for God Mm -hmm. and I was just like God whatever you have to do to get me out of what I'm going through in this situation I just I need you to do something I need you to do something and two weeks later I was on my way to IBC Mm -hmm. um yeah so it was pretty incredible that's kind of funny so you guys, it sounds like you guys kind of had just like this, um, yeah, obviously Josh saying, you know, it was kind of there. It's kind of like already like on his mind. He just had to make the decision. And um, you just had one of those moments where like you just needed change. You needed mm-hmm. something and God's like, here, here you go. Yeah. Um, a lot of us have had that. Mm-hmm. Um, some's obviously more different than others. Uh, for example, when I was leaving Dearborn, mm-hmm. uh, basically was home. Got pretty yeah. much home. And God's like, you, you need to grow. You need to be used mm-hmm. in a different way. 
because uh, at Dearborn I could get away with just being back there and mm-hmm. staying out of the picture and not singing as much and not helping out, you know, in different areas. But God was like, it's time, it's time for you to step up, time for you to do something different. So um, that's, uh, that is inspiring. Um, you want to push the next question? Yeah, you can. Well, so I was talking with Andrew uh, about this actually recently. And so I asked him about it. Like, did he know exactly what <clears throat> he wanted to do when he got there? Uh, so did you know that you were like going to be involved in worship? Did you have an idea of what you were called to? Or if you felt like this, this tug, like, did you just get there and was like, all right, music's the way to go? Or was it like, I need to get involved in theology or something? Do you want to go first? Sure. Um, so I got there with a mindset of music just because that was where my main, my main uh, skill set was. And I knew I really wanted to develop, to develop that talent mm-hmm. that was already there. Um, but I think IBC has a really interesting way of bring, bringing out other attributes of maybe your calling and ministry um, while you're there. So I did feel like I obviously was used heavily musically, right? And I had the opportunity to do a lot of things with that, and I will always be very thankful. But I do feel like God, because um, I always came out of IBC, or I always was at IBC, always thinking, I want to come out, be a music director, and that was all I was going to do ever. Um, but I do think that God really shifted my focus on educating others yeah. and helping others and growing other people. Um, and, and I think that's been um, just kind of something that's developed in me with, um, I guess, maybe a burden for people. Because I grew up in a very small town. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have access to a ton of uh, learning opportunities as far as music and like mm-hmm. things like that. And I always thought I would watch all the YouTube videos of bigger churches and had great yeah. music and all that stuff. And I felt like that was so far away from where I, my church could be. Right. But I think my burden and passion that developed from getting all the training and being equipped at IBC... Um, is to help others understand and realize that they can achieve their goals musically um, and that it is possible to um, be the answer, not the answer, but the, a big, huge help to your local church. And they don't have to, you know, feel like something's so out of reach. They don't have to watch like a big name church on YouTube and think they can't um, do that and they can't be like that or they can't have those sounds or they can't, you know, sound like that. I mean, so I would say. I went into IBC with expectations for what I thought I was going to do and walked out of there um, having had them like transformed by God, I would say. Mm -hmm. And I think that comes from allowing him to be able to do that, allowing God to um, just flow freely and and be open to other things that maybe um, you didn't think were specifically for you. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so his was like, a lot more serious than mine. <laughs> yeah. Be. Um, what was the question again? I'm sorry. So basically, when you got there, like, how would you know you were there for worship, for theology, or whatever else? It, you know. So like, I had been in the choir and like on the praise team and like some small groups at like my church before mm-hmm. I got there, and I loved to sing, and it was pretty much like the only ministry I was really involved in at church, other than like helping in Sunday school here and there and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I love, I loved it, and I had a passion for it. And when I got to school, I knew that it was something I definitely wanted to be involved in when I was there. 
And so I just shot my shot, tried out, and yeah. it worked out. And I grew a lot more in, like, that aspect of everything. And then it's kind of funny because, like, after IBC, I kind of felt more of a pull towards, like, maybe speaking, like, learning how to, you know, do more of that and then, like, also youth as well. So yeah. I would say at school it was, like, music. And then after school I kind of felt more of a tug towards different things. Hmm. Is that yeah yeah okay no no that's okay uh, that's good so yeah i I get that school was music and then like yeah i kind of actually to build off of that um because some people go to bible college and they don't have a calling but like do you think that people that go to bible college that don't have a calling do you think they would get it it? yeah find it there or do you think they would just go there and just say i'm just gonna do theology or i'm just gonna do music like how you guys did because it's like a passion I think it's really interesting to think of uh, yourself not having a calling. Maybe to phrase it that way seems interesting. So I think what IBC helped me realize uh, is that, um, and just reinforce the idea that our, to our core as apostolics, and Pentecostals, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> UPCIers, um, that we should, our calling, all of it should be to save souls. Yeah. yeah. And so... The way I look at it is we all have our main calling, and I think everyone has the same one. Yeah. But what I would say is what are what has God gifted us with to to fulfill that calling, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Or is he giving me given me skills to be able to further the kingdom of God? Because I feel like as far as a, a specific calling, I would say our calling is that to further the kingdom of God, to right. to bring everyone yeah. as as many people as possible to heaven with us. And I think our skills and talents are just um, attributes that God have, has placed in our life to be able to fulfill that yeah. specifically. Um, so as far as your question, like, do people go there without a calling? I think people, if they go there with that mentality, maybe God just reveals to them maybe what their skill set is yeah. a little more, yeah. you know? Um, because I think what IBC helped me realize is that main goal of winning souls and furthering the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Basically, how, how can we do that? How can we work together to do that? Because obviously, there's music, there's preaching, there's teaching. Um, there's now such an emphasis on social media, yeah. which I think is such a huge thing and helps oh, yeah. churches grow so much. So how can these core things in a church, and there's discipleship, there's evangelism, there's outreach, there's so many different specific things, correct, but like, I think what the important is, thing is realizing or focusing how these things can be meshed together and work together as one machine to basically just further the kingdom of God. How yeah. can we all work together to save souls? Mm-hmm. You know. Anybody else got anything? Yeah, do you guys have anything? You guys yeah, want to ask us? That was pretty. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. yeah that was we pretty all good. Got roles, you know. Yeah, that's we, true. We all got different things we need to do, um, right. especially playing uh, football and basketball growing up. Um, there was a time where literally my entire role in the basketball team was to to start, but I wasn't necessarily the guy that was getting the ball all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I played point guard, played shooting guard, so half the time it was like get my teammates involved. Every now and then I'll take a shot, you know. And so coach made this big emphasis on making sure I had a level head, um, just because I was considered the leader of the team. That didn't mean I was supposed to try to take over and try to steer the ship. Right. I had a I had a role to fulfill, you know, and um, and for the most part, I kept a level head. Um, as I got older, I definitely got better. Um, so you got 
I mean, just for me, it was... Well, for me, it was just being, like, like here, just being a servant. Because I've been doing, like, media and stuff like that for, like, 13, 14 years now. So it's kind of just been that. Been a minute. Yeah, yeah it's been a minute. I think it's just, you know, realizing what our main goal is and then mm-hmm. um, letting God reveal to you the talents that he's given you right. in your life to, to, to push that main goal forward, I think, is the real important thing to realize. You know, everyone's gifted in some area. And mm-hmm. I think, how can we work together? How can we add your gift to what we're doing now? Yeah. You know, just yeah. other things. I mean, we're using that right now. <laughs> <laughs> we are. So, let's see. Actually, what you got for us, my G? It's a simple question. Uh, all right, so if you had to do the whole Bible college thing all over again, would you do it? Yes. Hands down. I would. For sure. So it was 100% worth it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every okay. part of it. Now, this is going to be kind of hard, but who was you guys' favorite teacher, though? <laughs> For teacher. me? Or was, m- more like, who was your favorite teacher, but the one that had the most impact? Probably Sister Galleon. Um, my freshman year, I was in a small group called Chosen, and Brother and Sister Galleon were, like, the leaders of that group, mm-hmm. and so I got to travel with them a ton, and... Just being with her on the road. She was also my piano teacher and, like, my teacher for some of my classes. And literally some of her classes would turn into prayer meetings. Like, we would walk in and start talking about, like, a subject. And then, like, we would leave with, like, tears. Like, and she would end up on the piano, like, playing a song. We were all just, like, crying in class and stuff. And, like, just, I've had, like, you know, personal talks with her and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, like, we really bonded and connected. So, I would say Sister Galleon. Yeah. And Brother Galleon, too, even though he gives me a hard time. <laughs> yeah, I would say brother and sister Galleon are fairly dynamic at school, um, and I've had those same experiences where the, like you said, the the classes turn into prayer meetings, and you're shedding tears and not necessarily, you know, saying things, you know. Yeah. But I would say just, I guess maybe by not default in a bad way, but I spent the most time with brother Anderson at school, just because we traveled so much. I mean, just like how she spent a ton of time with uh, brother and sister Galleon because she traveled with them a ton. Um, I just I got to see him in and out of the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to see him in, in so many different um, environments. Environments and his character stayed the same. He was the same person yeah. Uh, yeah. throughout. He looked out for me in times where you know maybe somebody was trying to take advantage of me or he's and he's done that for me even out of school. So he's he's continuously been a mentor to me and I've been able to look I, he, I, he's been in full time ministry for like 30 years now that's crazy. I think he's been at IBC I think this is his 26th or 27th year yeah and I mean it's it's I mean full time ministry he you know but he's also got um, his degree his degrees are actually from like secular colleges yeah. for music and stuff and um, you know he's a doctor of worship studies now so wow. he definitely has a lot to look up to and uh, he's continuously been a huge influence in had a, a huge impact in my life but I would say the Galleons as well just as much obviously they were my student pastors at the school mm-hmm. so just constant learning from them and like just guidance and I've had you know meetings with them and I'm sure mm-hmm. you had to mm-hmm. some to you but I um, just got to you know pick their brains and mm-hmm. it's just IBC has so many solid staff, staff yeah. there yeah. and it's it's hard to pick 
some favorites, but I would say the Galleons and Brother Anderson would probably yeah. be the ones the most that impacted me personally. That is actually kind of funny because I answered another question because one of the yeah. other questions we had was like, who influenced you the most? Oh, yeah. It yeah. kind of goes Definitely. hand in hand. But yeah. I, I understand like those conversations like Brother Galleon because Amanda and I went, I think it was when we were visiting you, okay. she uh, had me go and talk with Brother Galleon about me going to IBC, but I was like, I was it when you were a connector there? No, 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 it was before. Really? Or no, it was after. Oh, okay. So I, when I went to IBC Connect, it was, it was when Chris Arias was still there. Okay. So I was Long with him. And then when I went, when we went down to hang out with you guys, that was like I think, 2017. I don't know. I can't remember. Like it was a while ago. But um, Amanda set up like a meeting with Brother Galleon for having me like t- to have him convince me to go to Bible college uh-huh. and stuff. And I had like just a you know an honest conversation. And I was like. I don't feel like I'm called to go here. I was like, I'm meant to go somewhere else. And he was like, oh, no, I get it. Yeah. But he was a great person to talk yeah. to. Then, yeah. Them and the Hendersons, I mm-hmm. got to connect with them a lot. Yeah. But, um, For sure. There's a lot of great people there, though. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It really is. Yeah. I remember Amanda always told me that the DJ Bonnies were always, like, yeah. oh, there. Yeah. Awesome people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bro, DeVito's grandma, or no, sorry, not Vito's grandma, DeVito's mom uh-huh. loves me. Really? Yeah, That's I went funny. over to their house and she made like food and she's like, oh yeah, you like all this? I was like, yeah, I'm Italian, I love That's it. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to part one of the series, Is Bible College Worth It? If you guys want to check out our other episodes, check them out on iTunes, Spotify, Red Circle, and also our website. But also make sure to follow us at The Apostolic Spark on Instagram. We also have a Facebook and a Twitter. So come back for part two, Is Bible College Worth It? And we will see you guys in the next one.